please join me for the call to worship that's printed in your bulletin. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Let us worship God. Let us join our voices together in our prayer of confession. Holy and merciful God, in your presence we confess our sinfulness, our shortcomings, and our offenses against you. You alone know how often we have sinned and wandering from your ways, in wasting your gifts, in forgetting your love. Have mercy on us, O Lord, for we are ashamed and sorry for all we have done to displease you. Forgive our sins and help us to live in your light and walk in your ways for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Who is in a position to condemn? Only Christ and Christ died for us. Christ rose for us. Christ reigns in power for us. Christ prays for us. Hear and believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are all forgiven. So prayers for our first responders. And again, he was targeted because he is one. So again, they put their lives on the line for us every day. So prayers for all of our first responders, for all of our military, for all those that um, risk their lives for ours. Then let us pray. <clears throat> oh, Divine Spirit, we gather this Pentecost morning drawn in by your Spirit and its promise of new waves of speaking and renewed understandings, of youthful passion and the wisdom that accompanies age. You unite us across the most impenetrable boundaries and open our hearts to one another. Blow like a mighty rushing wind across this congregation. Sweep the dust from our corners of our minds and our hearts and grant us fresh perspective, a breath of new life, a cool breeze for our fevered pace, a light on us anew, and carry on your winds the prayers of this congregation. We breathe you in and out. Even when we fail to utter aloud our concerns, we trust your presence with us. Sustain our silent prayers on buoyant wings and raise them up. Remind us, Holy One, that the practice of the presence of the Spirit is a discipline and a commitment that is renewed daily. It works for good in the world. It stirs up in us a desire to serve and to live peaceably and to devote our ways to the living traditions of Jesus who welcomed the excluded, tended to those in need, and challenged injustice. Fill us with your grace, O Holy Spirit. And we ask all this with the prayer your Son taught us so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Please join me in the prayer for illumination. Almighty God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, speak to us in the language of our hearts that we may hear your word with understanding and answer your call with confidence. Amen.
Our first scripture reading this morning is the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 13. Hear the word of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and the residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? The others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. May God bless to our understanding this reading from God's word. The story continues. Acts 2, verses 14 through 21. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and a smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Pentecost. It's the end of the Easter season. You see Donna and I wearing red. We've got flames and you've got red. But I have flames on Mayan. The Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost was the day that the Holy Spirit came down upon all the men and all the women in Judea. There were a whole bunch of people that met on this day. And all of a sudden again this spirit comes along and, and all of a sudden everybody could understand what everybody was saying. It didn't matter from what region they came from. You heard all the regions, and I applaud Donna for being able to pronounce every one of them. Because if you look at them, it's like, really, that's what that says? They could all understand each other. It didn't matter 
where you came from. That person spoke in your language. The power of the Holy Spirit. Now, some of you might be sitting out there saying, well, I really don't know what this Pentecost is. And what is Pentecost? Pentecost comes from the Greek word Pentecostus, meaning 50. And when you go Pentecostus Hermena, it's the 50th day. It is the 50th day after Easter, which is why we celebrate Pentecost, the 50th day after Easter. It is the coming of the Holy Spirit. You don't hear too much about the Holy Spirit prior to that, really. Not, not too much. But now you do. Now you hear Peter standing up for the first time, doing his first sermon, telling people, the Holy Spirit is upon us. It's time for us to get right and do what God has wanted us to do. It's time to start following in Jesus' footsteps. It's his first sermon that says we need to start living right. Because these people weren't doing that. Remember, years and years and years before that, they were doing a whole bunch of crazy things. All these people doing crazy things. And God, you know, the, the Tower of Babel? Well, it was time now for God to send his Holy Spirit so everybody could understand everybody once again. Even though everybody had their own language, everybody could still understand. It was time for us. It was time for them, the sons and the daughters, the old and the young, to start sharing that good news of all the good works that God has done. All the miracles that Jesus had done during his ministry. Because at this point, Jesus is now at the right-hand side of God. And now it is just the Holy Spirit that is with us. We know these stories. One of the things that I was reading was, should we believe this thing called Pentecost? And most of our churches, all the mainline churches and the Protestant churches and the Holy Catholic Church and stuff, believe in the day of Pentecost. They're celebrating it. You've got Jess downstairs with the kid making birthday cakes because it's, it's the birth of the church. You see, God sent the Holy Spirit because even though the disciples were doing kind of what they were told to do by Jesus, what they were commanded to do by Jesus, they weren't really getting anywhere. They weren't getting more and more followers. So again, God sent down the Holy Spirit so that people, again, could hear the good deeds again, hear it in the languages, hear it from other people of everything that was fantastic, everything that was going well. It was the day that the church was born where it didn't matter where you came from, you were still a child of God. You were still a follower of Christ. On that particular day, there are commentaries that will tell you that over, just on that day alone, over 3,000 people converted to Christianity. They believed. It was no longer, oh, they must just be drunk. They ended up believing after Peter's first sermon, after Peter quoted what the prophet Joel said that God's word would be fulfilled. 
I think about all the stuff that's going on around the world and even in our own country. I think it's time for a new Pentecost where we realize that we need to live together, be together, worship together, love each other, respect each other, know that we're all children of God and that you shouldn't, just because you may not like somebody, that you take somebody else's life. That is not the stories that Jesus told when he was doing his ministry. If you don't like this person, just get rid of them. If they don't believe what you believe, just get rid of them. That's not what we were supposed to do. It's not how we are supposed to live in community. The thing that happened to that first responder up in New York was wrong. It's heartbreaking that to know people think that it's okay for that to happen. This man is fighting for his life. And why? Because somebody didn't like him. Somebody didn't like the way he thought. Somebody didn't like the religion he may have been. Somebody may not have liked his political views. Whatever the case may be, they had no right to hurt this person. Those people in London should have had the ability to go out and have a beverage at night and have fun at night instead of worrying about if you're going to make it home that night. You should be able to walk across the London Bridge without the fear of a van plowing into you. We should have the sense of calm, knowing that if you go into a place of worship, you're not going to get hurt. That is nothing that Jesus taught us. That is nothing that in all of Jesus's ministry, he didn't teach that to anybody. He said, be a friend to the stranger, feed the poor, put food on their table. If a stranger is hurt, help them up, help heal them, pray for them. Don't just walk on the other side of the road and ignore them. Jesus taught us how to be human, how to walk in his footsteps. I don't know what footsteps some of these people are walking in, but they're not walking in Christ's footsteps. You heard me last week saying that we are protected by God, and I still believe that we are protected by God in everything that we do. We are protected. We don't have God protects us, but there are still people out there that still want to cause harm. The gentleman that is fighting for his life up in New York because he's a first responder for what he does or what he believes was protected by God. And I stand here and say, and I question myself even when I say that, how was he protected? That should never have happened. But he is fighting for his life. And God is with them every step of that way. God is with his family every step of that way. And there will be judgment. There will be judgment down the line for those that did that. There will be judgment, and it will be God's judgment. And that is the ultimate judgment. This is the birth of the church. This is a happy day. And yet we come in with our concerns during our prayers of concerns and joys. We're praying for people around the world. People are praying for us around the world. 
we still, even though we may not have what's going on in the other parts of the world, in London and Germany and stuff like that, we still have people that are being hurt. We have people like the three out in Portland last week. Again, the gentleman this past weekend. All the ones that have lost their lives for crazy craziness, for no reason at all. This is the birth of the church today, Pentecost, the birth of the church, 50th day after Easter when we celebrated the resurrection of Christ. And you sit there and God has given us everything. God has given us the Holy Spirit that we should be able to shout from the rooftops our beliefs, what we believe about God, where God has been in our lives and what God is doing in our lives and where God will be in our lives. We should be able to wear our faith on our sleeves and not have a fear in the world, but we do. We have fear that, one, we could get hurt. We have fear that, that people may criticize us for what we believe. We have fear that we may get laughed at because we're willing to say what we believe. We hear on a monthly basis stand up and say what is weighing heavy on his heart and how God is in his life and where in Vietnam he knew God was in his life because he saved him so many times by not having a grenade go off that was right next to him. It was a dud. John knows and John's willing to put it out there, but so many people just keep it to themselves. We share it among our friends where we know we're safe. But it's what happens outside these walls. Today is the birth of the church. On that particular day, over 3,000 said yes, said yes to Christianity, said yes, I believe that all the mighty works of God and all the mighty works and the miracles that Jesus performed were true and they celebrate it. The kids downstairs are now celebrating Pentecost, making little birthday cakes and stuff. They're learning about Pentecost on their level right now, but we're at a much bigger level. We need to celebrate Pentecost. We need to be able to share what Pentecost means for us. What does it mean to be a member of the church? Not the Presbyterian Church of Milford, not the Alexandria Church or the Frenchtown Church or the United Church of Christ. What does it really mean to be a member of the church universal? God's church. What does it mean to be a member of that? If we start doing everything that God has commanded us to do, if we do everything that Jesus has taught us to do in all of his parables and all of his other teachings, then we know, we know in our hearts that we will be sitting at that banquet table just as all those before us that have gone before us. Today is the birth of the church, and we need to celebrate that by shouting it from the rooftops that we are a member of that church. We believe the Holy Spirit is among us. We believe that the Holy Spirit has lit that fire in our hearts. 
has lit that fire in our hearts to, to put food on people's tables with the two cents a meal offering today. It will put fire in our hearts for those who need it most. And our fire, if it burns brightly, will help others burn brightly as well. We are God's children. We are in God's church. And we are a member of that church because we are the church. The church is not a building. It is the people. And the people make the church what it will be. And our church here is an awesome church. But we need to go outside these walls and really share how awesome it is. So as you leave this place today, share a faith story with, with a friend, with another family member that may not go to church very often. Share a story that, that brings joy to your heart with somebody else that might just need a little bit of joy. Share why you want to be a part of this church. And again, not the Presbyterian Church of Milford, but the church, the church universal. Why is it important to you? Share that today. Make this day the first day of us being church once again. Amen and amen. Lord, the light of your love is shining in the midst of the dark shining Jesus light of the world shine upon us set us free by the truth you now bring us shine on me shine on me shine Jesus shine fill this land with the Father's glory I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. 
On the third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Exalted, the king is exalted on high. How we praise him! He is exalted forever, exalted, and I will praise his name. Praise the Lord and share it with those around you. And may the shalom of God, the love, compassion of Christ, and the power of the Holy Spirit be with us all. Amen.